And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ed and Bob Show, episode 134. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. To who? And you and you. you there we go. Good morning. We stayed up all night. Good morning. When the band began to play, I'd already gone to sleep. <laughs> How you doing, Mr. Bradley? Well, I'm doing pretty good, pal. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. We're so glad to be back here on the podcast. Um, a lot of people commented about last week's show and said um, they enjoyed it, so we're glad to be back. Here we are at the end of May, and uh, we're glad to be back on the air. Anything happened for you in, to you in the last week or so that we need to know about? Well... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> this no, is the Ed and Bob free. show. You it's said 134? Free, you know, yeah, 134. 134, that's amazing, isn't it? I did 134 shows. That'd be like being on the five into that would be, that's a lot of shows. Yeah, it so, is. It's a, good, it's a good thing we're not on NBC or CBS. They'd cancel us. You know <laughs> We're controlling our own destiny. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm Bobby Zed. We're glad to be here. We're tickled to death, and we hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes for an enjoyable Ed and Bob show, one of the fastest-growing podcasts in, in Tennessee. So we're, yeah. we're tickled. So, Ed, um, anything going on in your life or anything you want to start with before we get into the news, or are you ready to roll? I'm ready to roll, pal. Tell us what's in the news that you want to talk about. Well, you know, Memorial Day. I know. Now, Memorial Day to me, I'm not exactly sure what it means, but Memorial Day to me is like racing. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of races on Memorial Day. Yeah. And hot dogs and picnics and things like that. But I, I don't know if Memorial Day is from World War One, World War Two. From, is it just, you know, this is the time of year when everybody goes out and decorates grave sites and they have, you know, do all of that. So, uh, well, that's true. They, uh, but um, you'll see people visiting um, uh, various grave, so grave sites. But Memorial Day, it says, is meant for just remembering and honoring military personnel who died in the service of their country. Um, and when did it start? Let's see. Um, it began, um, it was, uh, it took effect in 1971. That doesn't seem that long ago, Ed. No, it wasn't that long ago. 1971 no, is when Memorial Day became an official holiday. And that's, see, that was kind of at the end of Vietnam. Well, originally only soldiers from the Civil War were honored, but then it became, you know, something bigger yeah. and greater when we had like all these other yeah. wars that came around. But, uh, wow, you know, you brought up a good question and there we go. It, we got a research department on top of that. So. <laughs> Memorial Day is, though, uh, always a fun time. It kind of kicks off summer for us, you know? Yeah, and it's a holiday for everyone. And so you get that three-day weekend mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it, it, it makes a lot better. I feel like so, I've been on a three-day weekend for the last year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> you know, it's just we've been living in the twilight zone for the last year and a, or so. And anyway, so yeah. 
In the news, uh, Ed, are you surprised? Um, well, I guess there's no surprises in politics, but um, I was surprised to see um, that this Bitcoin thing. I don't know if you follow Bitcoin. I know you're a financial guy. Well, actually, and then, that's one of my questions today. Oh, you're kidding me? Because no. it's like, well, then I won't, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I don't want, I want to. Okay. Well, we can you, join, we can do it together then. Well, let's go ahead and get into your question then about Bitcoin. Okay. Uh, it was it was like the greatest thing to be involved in, and this guy from Tesla, Elon Musk, didn't he yeah. put in like a, a half a billion dollars or something in Bitcoin? Yeah. And well, now he now he says it's a bad thing. Well, they're different. They're different types. You know, you, you're right. There's the Bitcoin, and then and there's a new one too, and I'm going to try to pronounce it right, but it's the uh, Daisy Coin. Daisy I saw coin. that, and, it, and I don't know. How to and it's it it's actually yeah. spelled Dodge Coin. Yes, but it's it's pronounced Daisy Coin, and it's a picture of a dog on the on the front of the coin. Yeah, and it's kind of a white dog. And this was founded by Bill Marcus, and uh, this other guy, and they and and they started it as a joke, and wow. so, uh, and it started as a joke. Now, right now. This thing has market capitalization of $85,314,347,523. Wow. That's well, let me ask you, would you, I don't know if you put money into it or if you buy it, would you do that with Bitcoin or any of these cryptocurrencies? No, because I don't know how it works. I don't know. See, it's like, it's, to me, it's like this. I guess you trade it and sell it, but I, you know, one that Bitcoin market just fell apart recently. Over, yeah. you know, the same time, what was that stock that uh, kind of ex exploded and then it deployed? Uh, oh, it's all the ones that I bought. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but when you said that, that's the only thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Oh, that's the stock I bought. I'm pretty sure. Well, this Dogecoin started with a supply limit of 100 billion coins. Yeah. And by 2015, the 100 billion Dogecoin had been mined. I don't know how they, you mine them. I don't uh, understand that either. Yeah, I don't understand. So I'm not going to mess with it if I don't understand it. You know, I'll, I'll, get, I'll just get had. But, but these two guys started this thing as a joke and put the dog on the front of it, and it's just going crazy. Really? So, yeah. Started that's, as a joke. that's even nuttier now that you've explained that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the thing I don't understand is because I said, well, how do, you, how, do you, how do you manufacture Bitcoin? They said, you get on a computer and then you mine it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I mine it? How do I mine something on my computer? So I, I can plug my computer in and just I do something to get me a Bitcoin and then I try yeah. to get another one and people just sit on their computers for days on end trying to mine mm -hmm. Bitcoins. And to me, Ed, I'm sorry, that sounds like the biggest bunch of hooey and, and, and crap that is a scam that I've ever heard in my life. Well, it's certainly not regulated very well. And, and it, this coin jumped 300% in 72 hours. And listen what it rose from, 0. 0. 0. 0. 0.00026 to 0.00095 with a volume of billions of Dogecoins per day. And, and, yeah. 
it, it's a thing that gets other people rich because they get idiots involved that are willing to risk their money, think they're going to get rich, and then they lose everything. Yeah, well, that's my opinion. Yeah, I think you're right. It, it reminded me of the of the uh, uh, eggs that that guy almost sold me. What kind of you know, the ostrich the, eggs yeah, or the emu. You remember that? He said, he said, oh, man. He said, these things are going great. He said, they're selling them for $10,000 an egg. Oh, my God. And I, I got, you know, I was doing cattle at the time. And I thought, well, where do you market these these things? Where do you market an S ostrich at? Well, where, do you, you, where do you put a, the daggone thing out there with your <laughs> yeah, cattle? Yeah, right. I don't know. All right, I got, I got a question for you, Ed. Okay. When I was growing up, I can remember pictures I'd see on the paper or Life magazine of these young kids and people in these things called an iron lung. Yes. And when I would see it as a kid, I thought, this is where these people are going to live the rest of their life. And, and I, 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 it made me so sad to think that a person's going to be in this can with only their head sticking out for the rest of their life. Now, after I've now studied it, the most anybody would be in an iron lung was like two weeks. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, um, because of the coronavirus, it's based an iron lung from back when we were kids is a ventilator. It made your lungs expand and go in so that you would breathe when from polio. Your, your muscles were frozen. So that's basically what it was, and which is what was so important during the coronavirus is ventilators, but in a different type. Mm -hmm. When you were a kid, do you remember these iron lungs seeing them? I do, I do, and I remember, I've seen some, and I remember friends of mine who had polio Mm -hmm. and 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 how they, they walk kind of like i walk now but they you know and it they had the braces on their legs and that's the only way they could walk but it's the iron lung evidently compressed and expanded their lungs so that they could breathe while they were in it but it, yeah. you're right it's, it's just a head sticking out that's their head it was at the end it was scary it. and it made me afraid that i was going to catch polio when i was a kid mm -hmm. you know when you're a kid you think crazy things and, and I remember seeing that and thinking that is a terrible way to spend the rest of your life in a can. And again, it was only like two weeks, the maximum it may be in there. But uh, it was just to help to get there when they needed to be able to breathe to help to clear that up. But it just, it, it was big during polio, uh, also poisoning. I didn't realize that. Uh, and um, I don't know. I just... It, it's one of those things as a kid that terrified me and you think about it as you get older and it's still in the back of your brain and you go god that was awful and then when you read about it you kind of understand it more but uh, anyway so that was my question if you remember the iron lung yes, medical device so there you go all right ed tell everybody what the top of the day uh, is and then you've got a um a sponsor you want to talk about Today, the sponsor of today is going to be what are the world's worst natural disasters in the past 100 years? Mm. Now, that's a lot of time. And then, well, mm. I, want to, I want to talk about this boat end event. I want to remind everyone about what's coming up on the 28th. It's the Sea Ray Boat End Movie Night at Lenore City Park Cove. Ooh. It's free to the public. 
free for the whole family. Got two great movies, 7 o'clock, Finding Nemo and Aquaman at 9 o'clock. Mm. Get in the boat. Get your family together. Don't forget the popcorn and, and boat on down to the Lenore City Park Cove for this free movie. And they'll have a huge screen set up so you can sit out on the lake and they'll give you a channel you tune to to hear it on your radio. And uh, just have a good time. Just be careful. That'll be fun. You know, it is things fun. like that are always cool. Yeah, I think it is too. Okay. I don't have a boat. I have to swim out there. <laughs> you can float out there. You hey, the topic of the day is the world's worst natural disasters in the last hundred years. Now, this is not some man-made thing; just a natural disaster. And most of these things, Ed, to be honest with you, I had not really heard of. A few of them I had. Um, how about you? Well, I'd heard about the tsunami, the Indian Ocean tsunami. I, I remember seeing that on television. That was amazing. It was scary as hell is what it was. Yeah, that's right. Jeez. It, uh, it was December 26, 2004, a tsunami triggered by a nine-magnitude quake under the Indian Ocean. And it had an—this is what's nutty. The energy of 20,000 Hiroshima-type A-bombs. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine that. Wow. 20,000 atomic bombs is what that equal to the power. Uh, across 15 countries, 230,000 people were estimated to have lost their lives from the tsunami. 1.6 million people displaced. Damages were 10 billion. But you know, when you did see those waves, you were like, how can this happen? It was the, the waves were huge, and the only part that I saw was at a resort. So, you know, there were a lot more people affected, a lot more areas affected other than that resort. But, but it came through that resort, just went, resort, went right through the windows, went through everything. Mm, mm, mm. And, and, and that people didn't see it coming. Because here, here's what happens when something like that happens. The yeah. first thing that happens is the water disappears. So it's it sucked back. out, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a wave. It's sucked out, and the further it's sucked out, the biggest, the bigger the wave's going to be. Uh -oh. So it's sucked out, and everybody's going, "Oh, look, look! The wave went back. The water went out, and all of a sudden, here it comes!" Wow. Well, that was just a, a scary thing. I've always said, Mother Nature never underestimate the power of Mother Nature, or of the of the world, mm -hmm. because. Things can happen. You just—it's uh, unbelievable. Well, that was—that's number one. Uh, next one, I can't pronounce it. H u a n g h e floods. It's probably Huang He. Is you you were, yeah, you were in is. Vietnam and stuff. And, yeah. uh, it was a Huang um, He. It was in China, and it was a 1938 flood, um, and 800,000 people died from this thing. And they, what they did, the government there decided to break the levees and divert the river to keep the invading Chinese from getting to them. Wasn't that the, the Yellow River or something like that well, in it, China? Well, I think that's, yeah, the Hang Heat. But anyway, yeah. the, the, it, was, it was wrong because when they did that, 800,000 people died. Unbelievable. 800,000 800, people. <laughs> the Unbelievable. Thousands of villages. Now, that's a long time ago. But. Yeah, what did I say, 1938? And then um, 1970 is the next one. 
the deadliest tropical cyclone, and I can't pronounce it, B-H-O-L-A, Bola, I guess, Bola. Yeah. hit East Pakistan in 1970. Um, over 500,000 people were killed. Mm. Um, the rebuilding of that area took 188 million. That's from 1970. I can't imagine what that equals to today. Uh, but that was a terrible one. What was the next one, Ed? It is in Haiti, and it was an, another earthquake. And uh, of course, Haiti's been struck with so much problems. Oh my it's God. just miserable. But nearly 1.5 million people were forced to live in camps after this after this earthquake, the death toll is estimated around 220,000. Wow. More than 300,000 were injured. Over 1 billion was raised in aid, but we don't know if they got there or not, you know. Mm. The next one is Typhoon Nina. Now, this is one that this also hit China. China got hit by this in 1975. Wind speeds 110. But it was the rains that caused uh, all the massive flooding, the collapse of one of the dams there. Death toll in that, 229,000. I think this is a great example of how China does not prepare to uh, protect their population. I don't think they give a damn about the population. They work them to death. <laughs> but but uh, that's a whole different topic. But what a terrible, you know, 229,000 people died. And what you got, what's the next one, Ed? Well, a lot of them are China, and a lot of them have to do with earthquakes. Mm -hmm. like the Tangshan earthquake, a 7.8 magnitude earthquake killed 250,000 people. As in 76, the largest quake in China history of the 20th century measured 7.8 on the Richter scale. And that was in 1920, and again, 270,000. They've lost they, a lot of people in China over things like yeah. this. That's why it goes back to what I'm saying. I don't think they're very prepared for anything. No, and they, and the people in Norway felt the tremors on that one. Oh. And then the, the floods in China, going back to 1931, and it just, well. Cyclones, earthquakes, water. I mean, China, uh, you know, they got to get prepared. Here's another one for you, Ed. This is in Tokyo. This is 1923. Okay. It took only 14 seconds of an earthquake, all right? <clears throat> in Tokyo and Yokohama, in that short time, it generated a 40-foot high wave that obliterated buildings mm. and, and fires. It was a 7.9 magnitude quake. 140,000 people died. Now, I think you got the, uh, uh, we're doing the top 10. What's the 10th one? The Yangtzeing River flood yeah. in 1930s. Uh, famines by floods. 1935, this was the fifth deadliest in history. 10 million people affected across six provinces in central and eastern China. Death toll of 145,000. But that's just, it's just, most of that is in China and in, in that area. You know? Seems like the, the, the worst natural disasters have killed like a billion people in China. That's what it sounds like yeah. to me. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, all right, we got to move right. on, Ed. We got to tell everybody what we got coming up, and then I got a sponsor of the day. All righty, coming up, we got the mailbox, and we're going to talk to uh, take some envelopes here and open them up and see what they got to say about us. We also have our complaints, and uh, looks like we're going to have some rewinds on some complaints and all. But right now, it's time for Bob's sponsor of the day. We do like to rewind, and this is uh, as we head into Memorial Day, a great time for you to save some money by going to Ben Lucky. If you ever been lucky, you'll know what I'm talking about. 
Uh, ben Lucky is a crazy discount store. And there's never been anything like this in the Knoxville area. It's down Middlebrook Pike across that big KUB substation. What they do, they get your returns from like Home Depot, Amazon, things like that. They don't put those things back up for sale. They wholesale them out. Ben Lucky buys them, and they're in huge bins, B-I-N. And what they do on Friday, they open up, everything in there is $7. Saturday, everything's $5. Sunday, everything's $3. Then on Monday, everything's only $1. Then whatever's left on Tuesday is only $0.50. Cents. Mm. And which I talked about not too long ago. Sometimes everything sells out before you get to 50 cents. And then they close on Wednesday and Thursday, restock and open up again on Friday. So if you want to get down there and find some of the crazy stuff, I've been in there, Ed, and I've bought stuff that were 30 and $40 normally. And uh -huh. I would get it for like seven bucks. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's nutty. So wow. get, I'd say we all should get lucky. And go to Ben Lucky there Lucky. on Middlebrook Pike. Yeah. All right, Ed, let's see. Uh, we got mailbox. What do you got? Okay, here we go. Tom from Knoxville. That's my buddy, Tom, I know. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, what is the most popular type of music? Oh, 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 oh. I know this one. I know this one. It's, <laughs> it's Merle Haggard. Is that it? I, well, no, I think it's Bobby Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit City. No, I was uh, listening to a Bobby Bear record this morning, some music on Amazon. It was uh, uh, the uh, the winner. Remember that song? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm the winner. I'm the winner. You know, I sat. I can do this now since we're older. Remember when we were doing those listener appreciation shows out uh -huh. on a Redgate Farm, and we had I don't, I don't know who's who had the bus. We were at a big bus behind the stage, and we were sitting back there. <clears throat> And so you may be on the bus with me. I don't even remember. I know I was on this bus with Bobby Denton, me, Randy Owen from Alabama. Uh, all Alabamas are Teddy and Jeff and uh, whoever the drummer was. And Bobby Bear. And so yeah. Bobby Bear had one of those uh, big jars of moonshine. Ooh. And I was sitting next to Bear and we we're talking and we we're drinking moonshine and Bobby was sitting there and Bobby had had a few, you know, snorts of the moonshine and we're all, and Bobby Bear would tell stories that I can't tell on this podcast, but, <laughs> but I've always loved Bobby Bear. He's, oh, I do too. He, he was a fun guy and he's, he's just down to earth. And anyway, I don't know why I'm telling this story, but well, drinking moonshine with Bobby Bear. If you get an opportunity, Search for the song, The Winner. It's funny. It is absolutely <laughs> funny. He didn't write it, but it is a funny song. It's All right, great. so <laughs> what's the most popular music, Ed? Is it country? No. Is it uh, easy listening? No. Uh, is it uh, uh, top 40? No. I don't know. What is it? Hip-hop. Hip-hop? Hip-hop. How now, could that be the most popular well, song? Music. It, de it depends on where you live, and it depends on how old you are. So, mm. this particular publication I got this from says that hip hop is the most popular, followed by rock, and then followed by electronic music. But it, it's it's uh, I would say that country is very popular. But do you think it's an age thing, a hip hop thing? <laughs> when you get older, you you're not listening to music like it's the end of your life. When you're a kid, it's like, you know, music is everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I, I really don't care for hip hop at all. No, I don't even understand it. I mean, I don't, like, I don't like the names of the groups, to be honest with you. Well, and most of the stuff they say is obscene. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to say, don't say anything bad and, and, and help, uh, you know, form our kids. And then you're these older people mm -hmm. that are doing hip music, hip hop music, put words in their songs that you don't want your kids hearing. Alternative rap, gangster rap, trap, boom oh. bap, and R&B. Now, R&B is not too bad. But, yeah, that's, I don't like that. Uh, all right. And then uh, the second most one is rock. Yeah, and then uh, I saw that number three. I don't even know what that is. Electronic Electri music. Music. What I mean, what's electronic? Well, it's, it's, All it's, music is kind of electronic, electronic other than folk is, music. Well, it, it's 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 made from electronic instruments. Oh, well, that that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and a fake drum, so you can dance yeah. on the disco. Yeah, okay. there you go. There you go. All right, what's the next well, one? That's that's all I know is the yeah. top three. I didn't get uh, any more than that. No, I mean, what's the next in the mailbox? You got another oh. one? Oh, yeah. Oh, all yeah, right. Open it up. All right. Viv writes, she's from Los Angeles, Bob. Mm. Right down the road from you. What's yeah. Your, what's your, Viv says, what's your favorite movie? Well, I'd say my favorite movie is To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, really? I think it teaches a lot of lessons in yeah. there. Uh, I mean, a lot of lessons there subliminally, even. Um, you know, um, Boo Radley and the whole thing, and um, Scout, and and uh, who's the guy starred in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird? Uh, Gregory, uh, Peck. Gregory Peck. Yeah. He, you know, his character had such great uh, integrity, and I admire yeah. that. And it's a great statement even today about, uh, you know, um, bias and uh, race mm -hmm. and stuff like that and uh, mm -hmm. I always thought it was good. What's yours? Young Frankenstein. Oh, <laughs> Young Frankenstein? That's a comedy, right? I uh, know it, it's actually Frankenstein. You know, it's one of those... Uh, I've never seen it. Oh, you have. I have I not. Have. Remember the remember the actor that has the bulging eyes? Uh, oh, Wilder, Gene Wilder? Yeah, and he was, oh, he was a star on it and they had a, a beautiful lady in there and Oh, so anyway, isn't it the same people did like Blazing Saddles? Absolutely. There's a, uh, there's a series of ones, but, but Young Frankenstein was one of the first ones that I ever bought, and we watched it all the time. <laughs> I, could, I could almost do the do the vocals for it. So. All right, I've got to watch it now. I'll download it and watch it. Okay. I, I, the same thing with me for that movie called Airplane. When yeah. I, that came out, I was like, what? That's, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I like that too. So, and, Young and Frankenstein. Okay. Yeah, Frankenstein. Frankenstein? Okay. Young Frankenstein. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, coming up, we got some complaints. You got one. I got one. We probably got more than just one, but we've, yeah. we've got them. And tell everybody what our next show is going to be about. Would you do that? Yeah, I'd be happy to. The next show is going to be about doctors. Are they going to become obsolete as machines take over medicine Ooh. you know i saw the other day where a guy got hip surgery and got a new hip and it's done by robotic robotic arm that's becoming a big thing where the robots are actually doing the surgery so that you know a robot will not have make mistakes like a doctor potentially could it, it's a little crazy but that's a good topic and we'll we'll talk about that all right you got a complaint ed what are you complaining about motorcycles 
Ooh, okay. Grief. I almost got ran off the road this morning by a kid on a motorcycle, <clears> and it and it was a crotch rocket. I'm not talking about the Harleys, but they're just as bad sometimes. But you know, they're all so loud, and they all go fast all the time. You mm -hmm. can't. They don't. They don't do the speed limit. There's absolutely no one doing the speed limit. But they're so loud, and and they're just flying all the time. You. It, it, especially the Croc Rogers. I mean, this kid was going 80, 90 miles an hour, and there's another one right behind him. Isn't that He's, the reason they buy them? So they can be really loud and yeah. run old people off the road. Absolutely. And wow. on the, and I asked a guy one time that owns a Hardy, and I said, why is, your, why is it so loud? Why do you take the insides of the muffler out? He said, so we can be heard <clears> when <throat> we're coming down the road. And I said, so you have to wear earplugs to ride your motorcycle. He said, yeah, I do. You know, I heard a term the other day I'd not heard. I'd experienced living in Los Angeles called uh, lane splitters. You ever heard that? Oh, I'll bet I know what it is. What do you think it is? I think coming up to a red light, they go right between two cars and get up to the front. You're exactly right. And in and, and California, when we first moved out there, you'd have motorcycles. You'd be in this bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic, and motorcycles would come through and go down the stripe in the, between the two lanes. Yeah. I'd say, well, that can't be against, that's got to be against the law. It's not. And mm -hmm. even your CH, your, your chips, your highway, California Highway Patrol, they would ride their motorcycles down the stripes in between the cars. Wow. And it's a, it's, if you change lanes at the wrong time and one's coming up, I mean, I'm talking about if you're running down the LA traffic on the 405 at 5 o'clock, you'll have 100 motorcycles flying down the lane while you're going two miles an hour. Yeah. And it's a scary thing. Yeah. And they all hurry to get up in front of the line when the light changes. Well, and they move in front of you. Yeah. They'll go right up and then they'll move right in front of you and you're supposed to go like, uh, Really? Okay. <laughs> but, and then they look around and give you the eye like, you got a problem? And you, you're like, no, you look the other way going, no, I don't, I'm, I'm fine. I, move in front of me anytime. All right, I got a, a complaint for you, Ed. Okay. Term limits in Congress. I'm going to complain about this. Oh, yeah. The hell freezes over. We are never going to get America on the right track till we put term limits on people in the Senate and in, in the House of Representatives in Congress mm -hmm. because they sit up there on their butts for 30 years and they have all that power and they want you to kiss their behind and they think their poop don't stink and I'm over it. And until if you, you got up there and you knew you only had eight, 12 years to get something done that you believe in, you'd be a little more anxious to get things done. And I, I don't, until we do that, and I don't, I don't know how we get it done. I mean, some of the uh, people in Congress have signed the bill or whatever to bring term limits. And I think it's disingenuous. They don't want term limits. No, they don't. And, no. it's, and especially in the House of Representatives, because, you know, they're just elected for two years. Well, I don't have a problem with giving them like 12 years. Let's say you got six terms and okay. the Senate, too. I don't have a problem with that. Everybody gets 12. But then you got to get the hell out of there because these people sitting there for 30. How long is uh, who's our president? What's his name? Um, <laughs> Biden. Joe Biden. How long has he been in Congress since he's 30? Yeah. Yeah. That's have true. you ever heard of anything he passed or did? No. Exactly. No. I, I, I just, I, I'm over all that stuff, so that's my complaint. Yeah. All right, tell everybody how they can listen to this. All right, go to, uh, go on the internet, go to edandbob.com. The show's available there, and also at edandbob.com, you make comments and tell us how good we are, how bad we are. 
You can download the Apple Podcast app or the TuneIn app and search Ed and Bob. Be sure to subscribe. On Alexa, in your Alexa skill settings, enable TuneIn and tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll say, what do you want to hear, boys? And you say, Ed and Bob Show. Yeah, that's that easy. And then if you want to comment, edandbob.com, they're in the comment section. Email us at edandbob at yahoo.com. We're on Twitter. Ed is Ed Brantley. Bob is Bob Thomas K-N-O-X because we live in Knoxville. And we have Ed and Bob K-N-O-X, which go. is surprising that somebody else has Ed and Bob. Uh, and then on Facebook. It is surprising. Isn't it, it is weird. We, that should not be allowed. Don't they know who we are? Um, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ed and Bob. I got something I meant to put up here that I forgot to mention. Um, uh, it was uh, this week in 1862 that the Homestead Act was enacted during the Civil War. Uh, do you know what that is? Have you ever heard of this? No. I okay. The Homestead Act provided that any adult citizen or anybody that planned on being a citizen <laughs> and that who had never borne arms against the United States government could claim any 160 acres of surveyed government land as their own wow. for free, but you had to put a dwelling on it and you had to cultivate the land. And then after five years, you were entitled to keep the property free and clear. And um, and that started uh, back, like I say, 1862, all across America. And then the, the reason they did this after the Civil War was try to get uh, more people to um, uh, spread, go west, move, mm -hmm. you know, go west, young man, mm -hmm. and to um, you know then develop that land that was very uh, empty across the United States. But that's how they did that, and that was this week. In 1862, so a few years ago. So anyway, there you go. You got okay. anything you want to shout out to, a business or a person or something? No, I'm all good, buddy. All right, well, uh, tell everybody what the next show will be, Ed, will you? We're going to talk about those doctors and what they've been doing. <laughs> what they, that's what they've been doing? <laughs> that's going to be a timely subject, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it will, won't it? You can explain that more later. Okay. All right, doctors uh, or machines, which one you want working on you? We'll find yeah, out. Right. We'll talk about it. Ed, see you next time, brother. Okay, bye. See you, man. All right, here's Dean Martin to get us out of here. I'm lucky and one got me. I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black. Sailor said, folk, ain't that a hole in the boat? My head keeps spinning. I go to sleep and keep grinning. If this is just a big killer, my life is gonna be beautiful. I've sunshine enough to spread. It's just like the fella said, tell me quick.